Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Welcome back to the Family Huddle Podcast. We're so glad that you're with us today, and we are excited to be with you. We are actually um, coming to you from our studio, and the last time we get to be in the studio because right. we're changing things up a little bit. So. We are. We are. Yeah. Yeah, but we're really excited to be here. Um, obviously, uh, we have been a part of a series of ways the enemy can attack the family, and then uh, last week we took a quick little break to talk about Advent. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up the series next week, which we're going to do, by the way, with uh, Jim and um, Christine, Christine, Erickson. I'm blanking yep. there, Erickson. Uh, sorry, Christine, if you're listening to this. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but uh, no, we think very highly of, of both of them. They have an awesome family and have gotten to know their kids through student ministries. But they're going to touch on the topic of uh, division. Yeah, how I the can't enemy wait. divides the family, and yeah. maybe some ways practically that uh, the family can maintain unity, which hopefully will be a great springboard for all of us as we move into the holiday season. Yes. When um, and particularly in this year, when there's just a whole lot going on, division I think is probably something a lot of families, a lot of couples, um, a lot of homes might mm-hmm. be facing. So we're really excited about talking to them, and I think the timing of it is going to be really. Um, beneficial. So. Yeah. But today yeah. we're taking a little detour again. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, what we want to do today for everybody is talk about marriage. Mm-hmm. And to quote that famous line. I knew from... you were going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the I cult classic know, movie, but I The knew. Princess Bride. Uh-huh. Marriage is what brings us together today. <laughs> now we're going to talk about um, Essentially, a title, a ripoff from Paul Tripp's book. Yeah. <laughs> what did you expect? Right. Expectations of marriage. You know, it, you know, we quote a movie, but I think a lot of times culture can uh, give us a perspective on marriage um, that differs from the actual realization of of marriage, mm-hmm. the experience of marriage. And so, we want to paint a picture for you guys today of the expectations that Steph and I had going into marriage and how maybe they were different on the other side of saying "I do." Yeah. Um, not that it was bad. Uh, but I think there's some good things that we discovered along the way uh, once we were married that were very much different from what we thought marriage would be going into it. And so many of you, if you're married out there, you know exactly what we're talking about, but hopefully there will be some humor along with this and some uh, just some really good practical stuff for marriages uh, for those maybe who are young couples, but even those who maybe have been married for a while. Uh, this is just a refresher course. And I think with marriage, you're always coming back and being refreshed in the gospel and realizing, okay, maybe some of the big biggest problems that we have in life come back to a place of missed expectations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Misplaced expectations, misplaced. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think one of the reasons we want to tackle this too is that we in family ministries um, this fall, we've really touched a lot on parenting and that kind of follows the pattern of what we have been able to offer on Sundays mm-hmm. with the parenting class. And we've gone through a book together with families, which has been awesome But we're pivoting um, for the winter, like we did last year, and we're going to be focusing on um, marriage. And so this is another kind of springboard into what is coming in family ministries. But we are excited about it. Um, I would say when we got married, Trav, um, 
one of the things that I think as a kid and, and maybe even a teenager, I kind of had this idea that I would probably meet somebody maybe where I was from and um, just kind of fold that person into my life, yeah. <laughs> into all the things that were predictable and uh, familiar, maybe stay in my hometown, you know, all of those things. And what makes me laugh now is that God had a radically different plan for me. Yeah. And um, I met you. We were both from different states. You're from Texas. I'm from Iowa. We met in Florida where mm-hmm. we both ended up moving after college for jobs. And so already what I expected and what reality was, was very different. Um, but one thing I, I think that took me by surprise is I knew when I was going to marry you, like I, I couldn't wait for our new life together, right? right? I was excited about all those things. Um, what I really underestimated, though, is how difficult it was going to be for us to start our new life together mm. with a whole bunch of loss yeah. going into it. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, uh, we got married in Florida, but two weeks after we got married, we literally went on our honeymoon, came home, and we packed up and moved to North Carolina just right out of the gate. Yeah, and we did right. it so you could attend seminary, and you know, of course, I signed on to all that. <laughs> but what that did for us is that we got to North Carolina, and I think you started. We got married on the first. You started your first class on like the fourteenth, so mm-hmm. it was literally like boom, right boom, out boom. of a cannon. Yeah. But that meant we got there and we had, we knew one person at the seminary (laughs) and it was like not even that well. We just knew of her. We had no friends. We had no church. We had no family. (laughs) I mean, no family anywhere near us. No support system. (laughs) Zero support system. We didn't have jobs yet. (laughs) I mean, there's, as I look back, I want to say to us, like, what are you two thinking? But really, God shook everything in our life except our relationship with him and our relationship with each other. And we started, I honestly feel like we started on ground zero because we had to build everything. We, you know, we had to find who we were as newly married people. Mm -hmm. We had to find who we were as a couple. We had to figure out where we were going to plug into a church, um, who our friends would be. Like there were just so many things. And so I think as I look back, I wouldn't change any of that. Because those were foundational, like, building years that God used. Yes. And I think he bonded us together in a huge way right out of the gate because we only had each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that was terribly irritating. <laughs> <laughs> to but be honest. To be honest. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Right. <laughs> we needed some outlets, and we had none. But we learned, right? Like, it through adversity. Yes, we did. We figured it out, and by God's grace, most importantly. But anyway, that was a serious expectation that it was going to be really easy. Mm-hmm. And there were parts of it that were awesome. Like yes. The good news is we really did love each other. And bonus, we actually really liked each other. So that's right. that part was great. But the practical, like, who am I now? And how are we going to spend our time? And there's just so many things that were very different in reality mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for you? Yeah, I, I would agree with all of that. I think um, a sense of, you know, it's not like we were just trying to work on our marriage. Right. Like we had to figure out a whole lot of extra stuff out. Yes. Like all those things that they say are the most stressful things in life. Right? There's like five of them. Yeah. And, and we did all five of them. All, all of them, except death. 
we, but it felt like a, the death of everything we knew. Right. <laughs> going to a foreign place. It's like we've been reborn together yes. in a new place. Yes. Um, but you're right. I think God used those years, those very first year, um, as foundational pieces for our marriage. Yeah. And it was hard, mm-hmm. but it was also really good in hindsight when we yeah. look at that. Um, I think for me, you know, it's funny. I was 29. Mm-hmm. You were 23. Yep. <laughs> When we got married, and so there was a long period of time um, there in my 20s where I got to see a lot of my friends get married, Yep. some of them even obviously younger than me. And so there was a lot of weddings I got to attend. <laughs> um, a lot of times I was invited, thankfully, because I had such a great group of friends there in Naples um, when I arrived in, in 98. Uh, and so I get to be a groomsman. Over and over, over and over again. And over and over again. <laughs> um, and so I think sometimes if we've been to weddings, at least my perspective on like the wedding ceremony itself, and again, my perspective of, of marriage was oftentimes informed by what I saw at a wedding. And at a wedding, of course, you have this sweet, sappy, kind of sentimental, flowery, happy time. And it is. <laughs> and it, is. it should be a glorious moment. Right. But I think sometimes we leave out the part of like talking about marriage being, you know, something that we have to work at and that's hard. Mm -hmm. And so I think the depth of a wedding ceremony in regards to what it communicates about what marriage is can sometimes have that missing piece of like, you know what? It is this glorious burning joy. It will also be blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. It's awesome and it's hard. It's both. It's, and I, I think that's what was missing for me. So my perspective, I guess, then my expectation of going into marriage was it was going to be this long, just happy, sweet, sentimental, fun ride. Mm-hmm. And there's times of our marriage over 17 years where it has been sweet and sentimental. Yep. But there's also been times where it's been, it's been difficult. And, and there has been tears and there has been a hardship about some things that we've had to go through together. We've had four kids. <laughs> <laughs> Five, actually. One's in heaven. Right. Uh-huh. And, and so I think for me, that was drastically different. Yeah. Kind of like this side of marriage and then on the other side of marriage. Yeah. And it makes me think of scripture. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul is talking about marriage. He's like, if you want to get married, that's fine, but you have to understand that you should expect trouble in this life as a married couple. (laughs) So in one sense, you're like, oh, great, this is going to be troublesome. But then it also says in Proverbs that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, it's hard. Mm -hmm. There's going to be trouble, but it's also a really good thing that God has created and given to us. There's tension, right? There's tension there. Yep. And so I think what we need for our marriages is a healthy balance of going, okay, it's this, but don't forget it's also this. Yeah. Yes, with the overall reminder that the purpose of our marriage is also not to make us happy. Yeah. Right? Right. To make us holy. That's right. And so ultimately the purpose of our marriage is that we would display the gospel, that we we together as a couple would be a picture of Christ in the church, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, that's going to be messy as we flesh that out. Um, but I do think, talk about misplaced expectations. 
culture has painted this picture, number one, that marriage is cheap. Mm-hmm. It's nothing more than a ceremony and maybe like a, a contract, Yeah. right? It's easily broken. It's, it's in and out. Um, you know, it's not well-defined. It's tradition, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean a whole lot. And that's what culture says. That's what yeah. the world says. Yep. What God has said is incredibly different. It is holy. That's right. We see it pictured from the beginning of the word all the way to the end, mm-hmm. right? Adam and Eve, first wedding. Um, it's how the Bible opens as we go through the creation narrative. And then we see the the marriage supper of the lamb at the end yeah. of Revelation. Like marriage is woven throughout the entire breadth of Scripture, mm-hmm. um, and it's God's idea. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as we talk about this today and Hopefully we give you something that we're really excited about, an uh, opportunity to participate. Um, you know, we do want to always go back to the idea that no matter how we feel about marriage, it doesn't matter too much right. <laughs> because what matters more is what God has said about marriage and how he designed it mm-hmm. and how he um, pictured it for us and how he instructs us in it, right? That's right. And so... Um, that is ultimately what we want to point to, what we want to focus on, and remind ourselves, I think, again and again and again, the purpose of this. Yeah. Because when we don't do that, then we get real wrapped up. Well, I, I should say, I get very wrapped up in what I want. Yeah. And so then marriage becomes this pursuit of, of me getting what I want yes. out of this relationship. And then I've completely lost sight of why God designed it and and what my role is in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think revisiting the gospel, revisiting the picture of marriage, the design of marriage is one of the best things that we can do as married couples yep. over and over and over. And I mean like daily because how, you know, the famous hymn, um, I'm blanking now, but we're prone to wander, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're prone to leave the God we love yes. and be pulled in a million directions. And so Absolutely. we need truth. We need the picture of marriage painted for us yep. from Scripture again and again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going back to that God's purpose and design for marriage, um, you know, so many couples that will um, put on a list of reasons why they want to marry this other person. Um, one of them is that person makes me happy. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but what about that day when that person makes you sad? <laughs> because that day is angry. coming. Uh-huh. And you're like, you go to sleep that night thinking, what is this all about? Yep. Um, and so I think understanding God's purpose and design, uh, as you were mentioning, I think is so important. That God has given us marriage not first and foremost to make us happy, but holy. Yep. And that's where the misunderstanding comes in. We shoot for happiness. Yep. And then we don't actually get happiness, and we for sure are not holy in the, in the process. <laughs> right. But if we, if we make it our aim to see marriage in a way that God uses it as a vehicle to create and develop holiness, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is you get happiness thrown in. Yep. Well, even better, you get joy. Enjoy. Just lasting, right? Happiness is fleeting. Yep. So you, instead of a fleeting temporal feeling, you have something that's abiding, sustaining, and keeps you yep. for a lifetime. Yep. And, you know, what's even more beautiful in that, too, is that not only does God paint this 
um, kind of call us to this higher standard or picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he uses his his self, um, himself and his son to show us how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he uses the Holy Spirit to enable us to do it. Right. So, yeah, it's a holy thing. Marriage is a holy, high calling, but it's not impossible because we have Christ. Yeah. And we have the Holy Spirit in us to make it possible. That's right. Right? And so I think, um, you know, that's the encouragement in it is that you can be a broken, messy <laughs> follower of Christ. Yes. And God can still bring you and your spouse together and still um, help you build a godly marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That brings him glory. Yep. Yeah, and I think having the right perspective going into marriage is helpful. And I know I didn't have that uh, because there was so much of, of culture and so much of my own sinfulness um, that really painted a different picture for me in my mind. Um, and so having a healthy perspective going into marriage, I think, is, 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 really, is really critical. I, I, I still remember meeting with um, Grant and Taylor, got to marry them back on January 4th before COVID ever hit. I remember doing pre-marriage counseling with them, and they're a sweet couple. And um, I remember asking them this question, like, what makes you think your marriage material? I know that can seem so, like such an awkward question. <laughs> like, great, why? let me list out to you my marital resume. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Taylor's response, and she said, you know, I think it's not because I am something. Rather, I realize I'm not something, and therefore Jesus becomes everything. I thought, what a great response that was from a young person who, ripe age of early 20s. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, that really is huge. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not, yep. but Jesus is. Yep. Yep. A great perspective going into marriage. And that's not just a great perspective to have before going into marriage. That's a great perspective to keep throughout marriage. Yeah. Because yeah. we can get to a place, 17 years of marriage, go, oh, well, we got this. I got it all figured out, and we, we we've been doing it for this long. We don't need we don't need Jesus anymore. And you realize every single day, no, I, I need him all the more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you know, as we talk about marriage here more and more, and and going into the future here, we also I think want to acknowledge that not every marriage is easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we everybody faces hard times. That's right. But some face hard times and have a difficult marriage. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we just want you to feel, if that's you listening, we want you to feel, number one, that we're for you. Yes. More importantly, God is for you. That's right. And um, so don't feel, don't feel like shame in that or sad, sadness in that we're writing you off. Mm-hmm. Um, because if God is the one who calls you to it, he's also the one who, yes, will equip you in it, but he's also the restorer and the redeemer of everything that's been broken. Yep. And so, you know, with him, there's always hope, mm-hmm. always hope. Always. That doesn't mean that we know how it's going to work out or that we're just saying, you know, just trust him and it's all going to come together because sometimes he calls us to very hard things. Right. And um, some people walk a really difficult road of endurance and perseverance. And so we want to acknowledge that we're not trying to paint a picture of marriage um, that everybody's marriage is the same mm-hmm. or that it's just always awesome Yeah. Um, because we know that real life happens. Yes. <laughs> and if this year isn't a better example oh, of real life, I don't know what is. Um, so we know that there are hurting marriages. We know mm-hmm. that 
Um, in fact, at the beginning of COVID, a counselor said to us that this probably was going to be a big um, revealer and accelerator, mm-hmm. meaning all this forced time together, all this isolation, all this canceling of everything was either going to um, reveal things, good and bad, in your relationship or potentially accelerate yeah. things that have been kind of under the surface. And so all that to say, um, for some of you, this year may have really pushed you together as a couple. Mm. And to that, we say, praise God. Mm-hmm. And for some of you, this really may have presented unbelievable pain and heartache. Yeah. And to that, we say, we love you and we're for you. And we're going to trust God with you mm-hmm. and seek God with you mm-hmm. um, for what that looks like. And so, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, there's not a one size fits all in yeah. this situation. Yeah. But having said that, we want to share with you today something that we're really, really excited about. And it's an invitation for you to please consider and join us. Yes. And this is kind of the tip of the spear when it comes to family ministries mm-hmm. is our focus upon marriage enrichment. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about pre-marriage counseling, getting people ready for them to be able to stand before God and witnesses and say, I do. Yep. Uh, but then there oftentimes can be a gap that exists um, where eventually maybe a couple comes back to the church. But the reason that oftentimes they come back to the church is because they're in crisis mode in their marriage. Yes. And so there's a lane that we discovered here at Grace where we have some room to run. Yeah. And that's in that area of marriage enrichment. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to us today and you've been married five seconds or 50 years, yep. we have a game plan to help enrich your marriage, and it's called Reengage. And I love Reengage because Reengage is a marriage ministry that we started with a pilot test back in January. It ran it eight weeks until COVID shut us down on March 15th. But what I love about Reengage is Reengage is not a, you know, hey, here's seven tips to have a better marriage, or here's a self help discovery plan for you. Uh, no, this is a discipleship mm-hmm. ministry mm-hmm. where really we're, we're called as couples to pursue Jesus Christ, to place our eyes upon him, because placing and fixing our eyes on Jesus is what actually fix our fixes ourselves, but also will fix our relationship with our spouse. And so it makes no um, apologies for really uh, being um, very discipleship-oriented. And it really gets down to the heart issues in a marriage, um, which is a good thing. Uh, and so what we saw back in January of those eight weeks that we were together for, for re-engage was really more than just a class. It was an experience. Yeah. And yes. people got to experience and encounter the living God in their own lives and see how that brings us together in our relationship with our spouses. Yeah. And it was really neat to see some of the responses at just eight weeks. Yeah. Um, and it was just really powerful. And again, we take no credit in ourselves. We just want to boast alone in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw some marriages grow yeah. as yeah. a result of that period of time. And that's the ultimate goal of reengage is see couples grow in the relationship with, with Jesus and with each other. Yep. And we get to see that. And guess what? We're going to provide this ministry again. Yeah. It's coming up on January 17th uh, of the new year. Yeah. So let me just paint kind of a little picture of, of really what it is for you. Trav gave us the great kind of 30,000 foot view of this yes. and the reason we're doing this, but What it looks like, um, it's a ministry actually out of a church in Texas. We didn't come up with it ourselves, but we just um, felt like it was an incredible 
curriculum that they have written for this, and there's been incredible results nationwide. Mm -hmm. Many churches have used Reengage. And so we were excited to try it. We had fabulous response to it, Mm -hmm. and we really are, we believe in it and really are praying that this would become a blessing and maybe even a regular offering here at Grace um, that, that you can count on. So when you need some investment in your marriage, you can plug into this yeah. every year. So what it will look like is it's 16 weeks long, mm-hmm. um, which do not panic about that because <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to be there every single week. We understand that life happens also. Um, you can very much come, you know, there's standalone topics each yeah. week, right? Yeah. But it's what I love about, there's so many things I love about Reengage, but what I really love is that you get a workbook, you and your spouse, and throughout the week, you tackle a topic mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's set up for you with questions for you both to answer individually yep. and then to discuss together before you even come. So, you know, you really, I look at this whole thing as um, an investment in our marriage. That's right. It's kind of like doing counseling before you need the counseling. Mm-hmm. Although you might need it also, right. you know, like. It's preventative maintenance. It is. That's yeah, a good that's way to ongoing. say it. That's ongoing. Um, yep. yep. But the other thing that I love about it is, so you work on this topic throughout the week together. Then we come together, um, and we're, we'll talk a little bit about that too, but you get to hear a testimony from a couple on this exact topic mm-hmm. um, and just how God has worked through their marriage and through this particular um, topic, which is always, it's just so encouraging. It's really sweet to hear from other couples that you go to church with and you maybe have no idea what their story is. Yeah. Um, and so God is always just extremely glorified through that experience. And then we break it into small groups Mm -hmm. and we get to kind of just together as a small group, talk through these things like, you know, how it's going for us. And and I don't want you to freak out about that because it's not awkward. Mm -hmm. It's not, no one's going to press you for, you know, more detail than you want to share. It's very much just a group of, of married couples kind of saying like, Hey, we're in this together yes. and let's let's pray through this together yep. and let's be committed. Let's kind of have some accountability with each other that our marriages matter to us and we're going to put in some work toward it. And what was really neat is when COVID did hit, mm. um, in those early weeks, we continued to meet with our re-engaged small group mm-hmm. online on yeah. Zoom, yep. which honestly was medicine, I think, for all of us as we were kind of reeling from all the changes and missing and missing each other and being in person. And so I just think that was super neat to have. Even when I see those couples at church today, I love to see them because I feel like we have some shared history together. Um, But the other thing that I wanted to say, and Travis, you touched on this, is that this is not like 10 ways to be a more patient husband Mm -hmm. or wife. This isn't a list of to-dos at all in this. Um, Very much it is a heart-level evaluation on all these topics. And so one of the things that we just think is so great about re-engage is that this curriculum will really challenge you to worry most about what's happening with you. Yeah, draw a circle around yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that if you will work on you with the Lord, you can trust him to also work on your spouse. And yes, you can come together, but ultimately you both answer to the Lord and rather than point the fingers at one another and come up with a list of what, you know, you've done wrong and you need to do better, mm-hmm. which is what we all tend to do, right? 
This <clears throat> helps us shift the spotlight, so to speak, yes. on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I laughed with Travis a couple weeks into it because I, it was so convicting to me. I said to him, okay, I've about had enough of like all this self-reflection. I know it. <laughs> I'm tired yep. of all these things that <laughs> the Lord is showing me. But yet it was so great um, because it does, you just realize that what happens in your heart then gets um, fleshed out in your actions and yep. it spills into everything, yep. every part of your life. Yes. Yeah. And it, so. It's, it's so heart level intensive care. Yeah. And I think as you were mentioning stuff, which is so good, it starts off with you as a person, mm-hmm. um, not p- painting a picture of like, this is the problem we have in our marriage because of my spouse. Yeah. Um, it's David's cry in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Notice David's desire was for God to do some introspection, right, on his own life. To yeah. put the spotlight on his own heart, see if there's something there that doesn't belong, yep. and to to rid that of, of of his life and and lead him in a way that it's is is God honoring yeah. and glorifying. Yeah. He doesn't start off by saying, "Well, here's my problems. Can you take care of this thing or this person or this situation?" No, he starts off with himself, and I think that's I think that's reengage. It really starts off with the self mm-hmm. um, and God ministering to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's incredible what God can do when He gets a hold of a person and how that can mend broken relationships. Yeah, yeah, He does <clears> such <throat> an incredible work for you as a couple when you're each doing that work, mm-hmm. kind of alone, mm-hmm. but then you're doing it together, really, because yeah. <laughs> you're one flesh, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just a beautiful thing. I also want to say though, don't be intimidated if this sounds awesome to you and your spouse is not ready hmm. or on board yeah. um, because there's still, you know, that's something that certainly something to pray for maybe yes. that they would be willing to come anyway yep. and just give it a shot. Right. Um, and we hope we're <laughs> very welcoming and engaging <laughs> and we will not scare them away. Um, but also, you know, we did have some people who attended without a spouse for a variety of reasons and yeah. just needed some, some healing and needed to um, just kind of come before the Lord yeah. and, and, get right with him too. That's and right. so everybody's welcome. Yeah. This is not a ministry that is only for marriages in crisis. Right. If your marriage is in crisis, you are absolutely, we would love to have you. Yeah. If your marriage is great, we would love to have you. That's right. Um, I think if you just value the, the intentionality at all of investing in your marriage, we would love to have That's you. Right. Like this is for every Everyone. marriage. Yeah. Every marriage, regardless of longevity or condition. Yes. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think that's what I love about reengage mm-hmm. is for any married couple. Yeah. Because we want reengage to be a safe place for you to be able to come in and be able to work on yourself. Yeah. And when it comes to, like, open up the scriptures and allow it to be a mirror into your life, yeah. as well as be able to work together with your spouse. Um, and so uh, we really want to encourage everyone who's listening, um, if you're married, uh, we really would love for you to come and, and, and check out Reengage as we start this on January 17th. I know sometimes we talk about misplaced expectations. Sometimes uh, it's perceptions of things that keep us from doing something. Yeah. And sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to do that. That seems intimidating. I don't want to share my you know marriage story with others. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that uh, you know things might get exposed in my life. There's a lot of fears that keep us from doing things. Yeah. 
and I, I, I just want to, I just want to reinforce that if you, if you come and give reengage a try, yeah, um, I think you'll be surprised yeah. how um, incredibly uh, medicinal it is mm-hmm. for our souls yeah. to come with our spouse and realize we're not alone in this journey. There's other people. Yes. who are struggling and hurting because yes. regardless of, of, of the marriage, everybody has a place in their marriage that they need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. And the enemy always tries to get us in that exact thought. You are alone. You're alone. You're your the only one yep, who you are, who struggle. Nobody else. This is your problem. Yeah. You better hide it. And that is the opposite of what God wants us to do. He wants yep. us to bring it to him, yep. bring it to the light, let him shed truth on it and yes. light on it. And so that's that is something yeah. you know, that we can do and reengage. Absolutely. So let me encourage you, if you're listening, one of the best things I've ever heard about uh, marriage uh, is that the ground beneath the cross is level ground. I was going to say that same quote. So everyone comes in to reengage yes. on the same level ground. Yeah. We don't have a varsity and JV. No, there's engaged. not there a rock, t- all, rock star. Right, there isn't the put-together married couples who are going to sit at one table yeah. and all the screwed up, messed up, yeah. jacked up marriages sitting at another table. Yeah. And we're just all messed up people who need Jesus yep. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. it's very, um, it's just, a, it's sweet. It was a sweet experience last year. Mm-hmm. We're trusting God it's going to be the same um, this year. And like Trev said at the beginning, we're building kind of a culture now hopefully in gra- at grace with marriage and family in that this hopefully will be an ongoing thing. So yes. there, I, we understand there are seasons to life, there are seasons to marriage. So if this isn't your season to plug in, then we hope that you'll consider it, you know, the next time we offer it. But we also know that life is short. That's right. <laughs> so if you can do it, please join us um, because I think that you would really, you know, be blessed by it and really enjoy it. We also um, want to acknowledge we're going to meet on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. right? Um, 9 a.m. during the first hour, starting January 17th. Yep. Um, but we know that everything is a challenge this year, yeah. <laughs> including being at church. That's right. You know, for some couples, and and we totally get that. Childcare, we with kids of our own, we certainly get that. Yeah. So we just want you to know that we're we're trying to figure out behind the scenes how to also make a virtual offering available. For you so that you can still get this content and still meet in a small group virtually. So don't yeah. think that if you can't be here on Sunday morning at 9 a.m., you can't do this ministry because mm-hmm. we we want to make a place for you to still be a part of it and still yeah. plug in. That's right. So if you're listening to us today, thank you so much. Yeah. And as we think about re-engage, um, what you can expect, yeah. what expectations, you can expect a safe place to come and work yep. on your marriage. Yep. And um, Steph and I will be there. And uh, hopefully a lot of other couples as well mm-hmm. as we join together mm-hmm. in pursuing Jesus. Yep. So thank you so much for listening today. And one last thing I'll, I'll mention, if you want to find out more information about Reengage, please visit our uh, website, grace.church. Click on the tab, get involved. Then click on Family Ministries. Within Family Ministries, you will see uh, headlined on that page, Reengage. And you can click on that to sign up. Yeah. I hope that you would. Yeah, and Trev, why don't you just go ahead and pray for us before we close out here and for the marriages represented at Grace and for our listeners today. Yeah, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for an opportunity to minister to couples, married couples here at Grace, and we pray even beyond the walls of this church mm-hmm. because regardless of uh, whether someone is a believer or non-believer, we all have issues in, in our marriages because we have issues in our own lives. <laughs> 
because we're sinful. Uh, but thank you, Jesus, that you came at Christmas, um, that very first Christmas morning, uh, to rescue us from our sins and give us a, a new life and a new hope. Um, and that our marriages, though at uh, seasons we can experience brokenness, because of Christ there can be healing. Um, there can be restoration. There can be a rebuilding of a life from the ashes. And so thank you that you can take a mess and make a miracle out of it. Um, and so, Jesus, we just want to pray for all these married couples out there listening today that they would be encouraged and hopeful uh, because Jesus is a Savior, not only of individuals, but he can save people's marriages. And so thank you uh, for an opportunity to minister to couples here, Grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us on the Family Huddle Podcast. We'll see you next time. All right. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you gleaned um, something from today's episode, not only just some practical thoughts on uh, marriage, but then also the what's next piece. So if you are unmarried and listening to this podcast, maybe someone came to mind that you wouldn't mind passing it along to. We'd appreciate it. And hopefully they would as well. And if you are married, like Travis and Stephanie mentioned, um, we are here for you and we understand there are ups and downs and seasons to things. But if you are at all able to jump on board with us as re-engage launches in January, we'd love for you to be part of it. Um, we are going to be meeting in person, hopefully starting in January, first hour, as they mentioned. But then, yeah, we are very seriously um, looking into online options. So it's not something we're just saying. We're not taking it lightly. We're working really hard to make sure that there are in-person and virtual options for our families because we know that that's what's needed right now. And that also means that there's opportunities to serve. So please connect with us if you're interested in attending, in serving. We have a spot for you. Um, and like they mentioned, go to grace.church slash reengage or head to the Family Ministries page and you will find all the information you need or reach out to us, uh, email, message over social media, whatever. We're watching all of it and can't wait to hear from you. So once again, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, like, comment, share. Uh, leave a review as you're able and um, we will see you soon. 